0: Three rock scissors, it. Oh. One,
1: two, three, show. Oh, three scissors. Two,
2: three, show. Wow. <gasps> oh, yeah. No, it, that means
0: no you new. won. That means you're introducing. No, it's really it. the loser,
2: does it? It's really the loser, It's fight between the losers.
0: Alright, but be- Nice no, one. Alright, you do it then, John.
2: I <laughs> bet I'll do, it, I'll do it.
0: Still all that fuss and it doesn't even care.
2: Alright, <laughs> <laughs> they, what you what they to do call cry? me is a diva. <laughs> yeah, they want me to cry. Yeah. You. I can see why. <laughs> I'm an ugly crier. Stop it. Okay, so welcome back to At the Table. Well, I'm John. I'm Beth. I'm Joe.
3: And I'm Lucy.
2: Welcome to season two. We've made it to another season.
3: Yay! Okay.
2: That's
1: exciting. We're back. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? I'm actually.
0: Yes. I'm actually very excited because let me tell you for why. There's nothing else going on at the moment, so <laughs> absolutely. And I tell you for the why. Evening.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it is super exciting because.
2: We haven't spoken since season one ended, so it's, it's, it's lovely to How are to you all.
1: guys? Yeah, Someone put I mean...
0: us back in a cupboard and we've been there
2: for yeah. two months. Yeah, without food. I
1: mean, in between, there hasn't been some burnt grass or, you know, some birthdays or, you know, there hasn't been any of that, has there?
2: No, no, no at so all of particular nature. Yeah. No so, John,
0: grass. do you want to tell everyone the story of how you set fire to your grass?
2: I don't think I'd do it justice, if I'm being completely honest. I think I would try and cover it up, um, which, if I'm being honest, uh, and i tell you for a way, <laughs> because I don't think it was that bad. Well, it I... it ended not so bad, but there
0: was a point where I thought the entire local <laughs> area was going to become a new story.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you the story. Oh, that's just so it, we were in our garden, and we were having a nice evening... We were all socially distanced in our garden as per the UK government guidelines. And so Lucy was rec- reclined very far back because our chair is a little bit broken on one end. So she was enjoying the sky. Joe was wrapped up in a blanket, all snuggly and cosy. <laughs>
0: you remember she about 94?
1: <laughs> we did look 94, yeah, this, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, top
2: cup of oval team. <laughs> <laughs> his blanket over, sat, his slippers on.
1: Anyway, so... John decided to light our little small fire pit. Things were going really well. We used the wood that we had. Then we ran out of wood. So John thought it would be smart to use some of the leftover resources of our garden slash garage. He first started off using a cardboard box that we'd recently received a veg box delivery in. This immediately went up in huge flames. The biggest kind of circumference of flames we'd ever seen. We were all a bit scared. Joe's leg hair almost singed because it was that wide. And it was a very scary moment. But we we laughed, we said it was funny, nothing disastrous happened, it was it contained like within the pit. It looked like how you
0: would design CGI fire.
1: It went up, the box went up very quickly. Next, John then decides to use the sleeve of a barbecue tool kit we'd been given. John places the, the cardboard sleeve portrait into the fire pit, and a flame comes up through the sleeve... To which John panics a little bit because he's holding the cardboard. He then uses the tool that you use in a fire bit to just move the bits around. Moves it towards Joe and Lucy, who have a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) To which they move back quickly, thank goodness. But then this cardboard is so engulfed in flames that John doesn't know what to do with it. Because he's just holding it with a metal rod. And so we're all standing back at this point laughing. John then lets go, because it's obviously getting too hot, to which the cardboard falls out of the fire pit and onto our grass. The grass is on fire. John looks at it. Doesn't? I don't think it registered to him. And then I think Lucy goes, no, actually it is on fire. Because I think John just thought I was being dramatic.
0: That was all, when we also remembered it hasn't rained for about four weeks.
1: Yes, so the grass is now quite on fire and then runs back, gets our hose, puts out the fire and, you know, we, we did escape burning down our garden. So oh, if
0: we have any fine. listeners from Kent Fire and Rescue uh, available <laughs> to do a community safety talk, please get in touch.
3: <laughs> With John specifically. John is available. <laughs> yeah. So fun.
0: Lucy, do you want to explain what we're doing today?
3: well this is sort of a little bonus episode isn't it so we're doing a little introductory episode we're gonna be getting to know each other better and that way our listeners can get to know us better too i'm excited yeah it's gonna be fun so we've only known each other for what 18 months maybe yeah so in terms of friendship not a whole world
0: it's a little baby
3: little baby Mm. friendship we've got but it's grown quite quickly like yes. that fire in the garden.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> we're good friends. And
1: also, a lot of people think we've known each other for a lot longer than 18 months. Yeah.
0: Something. Yeah, 19 months. <laughs>
1: yeah. A lot of people often comment ask, like, thinking that we have known each other for years. So what's the plan? So Stan?
3: we're going to be playing a little game. It is a... Twister. <laughs> we're going to be playing Twister over Zoom. <laughs> 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 so we're going to be playing sort of a multiplayer version of Mr. and Mrs. Right, so we've got a set of 10 questions which we each have our own answers to. Mm-hmm. And basically we're gonna go through all the questions in turn and we're gonna be guessing each other's answers. So there might be some advantage to the couple, they might know each other's answers quite well, but maybe not, it'd be interesting to see. But I think there are gonna be a few that we definitely won't know like each other's, each couple's mm-hmm. answer. Mm -hmm. And then the last three questions in the set of ten are about your own couple. So it's like, which of your couple is more whatever? So then each couple Mm -hmm. is going to guess the answer. Does that make sense? So Joe and I are going to guess John and Beth's answers. So that is today's episode. We're going to be playing this game and just getting to know more about each other. And hopefully you'll get to know a bit more about us too. Because in our previous series, we didn't really leave much time for personal conversation so we thought this would be a good way for you to get to know who you're actually listening to so you can put more of a personality to the voice
2: i'm looking forward to this episode (laughs) i'm not right
3: (laughs) the questions start off quite simple quite you know easy things and then it gets a little bit more a bit deeper as we go in so i hope you find it interesting
0: i hope we find it interesting too (laughs) <laughs> It'd be well awkward when we get to question six. And we're like, oh, <laughs> we're like, worst yes. episode ever. <laughs> Might be. So, Lucy, what's the first question?
3: Question one is here we go. Your favourite style of food. Ooh. So we're thinking like a country or a a type of dish. So, a cuisine. It? That's the word I was looking for. Okay. Me- I'm looking at Beth. She's going to be the first one. Let's go first. So, John, Lucy, Joe <clears> are going to discuss what best answer is.
2: Um, well, I mean, straight off the bat, pizza, I think.
3: Italian in general or what? like a takeaway pizza?
2: Yeah, Italian in general. Oh, okay. I, think I would have guessed Indian for you.
3: Do you think? Ooh.
2: Ooh. Ooh. I like should staying quiet as well. Um, yeah, I was going to say Italian straight off, but, you know, that's
3: something british like a roast Ooh,
2: okay 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 Actually, basically uh, we can't agree i'm going roast
0: okay we're okay, saying so roast john's saying wins.
3: italian beth what's your favorite style of food italian ah uh, we should have trusted the husband <laughs> yeah.
2: Nailed that. Nailed well
1: done john I originally, well done. I originally wrote down chinese but then i think that's more of like a speciality dish but like generally across the board i love all forms of italian yeah.
3: right let's do john <laughs> Okay. I
0: was
3: I was thinking Indian because he really enjoyed the one the other night. I'm a
0: hundred percent going Indian for John.
3: Oh, look at his face. Maybe not. Oh,
1: (laughs) I would have said Indian off the bat too, but he's probably going to say no. Of course, it's not. It's something like this. He's going to go really
0: specific and niche.
1: He might say something like Korean because he would love to try a lot of that, but he's not had a lot of that.
2: So
3: I would naturally just fall to Indian.
2: Now, guys, you got it. You got it. It's Indian. Boom. And I was
3: going to say, because it's good for veggie, which you've recently been trying out. So I thought... Exactly. Yeah. Um, Joe?
2: Joe. Okay. He's just got to remember his own
3: answer. (laughs) Here's the problem with Joe. He doesn't have a favourite anything because he likes everything. In terms of food, in terms of just everything in life. Well, I was going to say,
2: like, I'm really struggling to think of an answer for Joe. See, I thought Chinese. I thought if there's a if there was if me and Joe were going to have a boys' night in, we'd get Chinese. It would be Chinese or pizza, but you
3: know. I think he likes just trying a lot of new things. So anything he's not had before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really I don't know. So what's what's yours, guys? Chinese. Okay, so we've got two Chinese and a pizza. Here we go, Joe. What is it?
0: Um, I've actually written down pizza slash Thai.
3: Ooh, very different types of food. <laughs> <clears throat> There's
0: something about that's a pizza so. that's just very sort of comforting, and I feel like I could yeah. I could eat a pizza any day of the week. Thai is very delicious, but you're right; I find it very hard to choose. And I like everything. Lucy,
1: Lucy, I an I, I an answer immediately came to my mind, and that was sushi.
2: Ooh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was
0: going to say Indian, but now I'm thinking sushi. Yeah, I'm definitely saying sushi because pretty much whenever we go anywhere and I'm like, oh, what should we have for dinner? It's a waste of breath because she's going to go, yin sushi, or sushi, or sushi. So, you know, I'm pretty confident on this one.
3: What did you say, Lucy? Okay, you got me. I put sushi slash Japanese, but it's definitely like... Yeah! It's definitely like a... (laughs) British cooked version of Japanese. I've never been to Japan. It's like Wagamama Yo Sushi. You mean like terrible supermarket sushi? Yeah, basically. I love it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The second question that Lucy has provided is, favourite place you've ever been? Uh, Let's guess
0: John's first, because he asked the question, and I feel like, hmm, I (sighs) already want to know
2: what his is.
3: Yeah, I do. I don't know every place he's ever been I'm intrigued to see if
2: Beth gets it. Really intrigued.
3: I will say Croatia,
1: and it will be Dubrovnik when we went
3: at night. I I Croatia.
0: I was going to say Croatia as well. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. Um, I actually had two answers for this.
3: (gasps) Oh, cheating!
2: It was a bit, bit tough. Uh, Dubrovnik was one of them. The other one was Sheringham in Norfolk. I have a lot of childhood wow. memories of Sheringham in Norfolk. Wow. So it was Sheringham slash Dubrovnik, so you get it. <laughs> Very similar places. Very similar. They're uh, <laughs> twins, aren't <laughs> they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <twin> together, yeah. <laughs> Dubrovnik, you got it right. Well
1: done. Lucy.
2: Uh, I think Wales. I think somewhere in Wales.
0: Joe? This is a bit tricky because we've got a lot of good memories of places that we've been together. Mm-hmm. But I am going to go with, this might be completely silly, but I'm going to say Isle of Wight. Oh. Because we've had a few holidays there. Um, it's also where we got engaged. Um, <laughs> looking at her face, I'm completely <laughs> way off the mark. So I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like gonna edit them out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Alan White.
3: Um. Okay. Well, now I feel like I've put completely the wrong thing.
0: How can you have the so, wrong thing for your own answer?
3: Well, because I forgot about some of these.
1: What did you put?
3: So I put New York slash Niagara Falls.
2: Oh. Mm. Because
3: obviously Niagara Falls is in New York, but I also (laughs) meant like Central Park. There's just Uh something really, I don't know, it's just really cool about it.
1: I forgot you went to New York.
3: I'm annoyed at myself now. But now now I'm thinking, yeah, obviously Isle of Wight, that's a good place. We've had lots of nice memories there, but I couldn't pick an exact place. There you go, that's mine. Joe. Okay, what did you think? You've been to so many places. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna
1: say New York. I'm going to say, mm. going to say oh. when you went to Brazil. No, I'm
2: thinking Georgia.
3: Georgia. You talk about Georgia a lot. I was. And I was, New York is good, but it's a bit like bittersweet because he went for so long. It's like a bit sad, whereas Georgia's yeah. like two weeks, I was and he really Georgia enjoyed it. Yeah,
2: you're, I think you were right. Yeah, Georgia. I'm going.
0: So I put down New York. I was lucky enough to go and live there for a year and it was a really, really cool time in my life. I got to kind of soak up all that atmosphere and mm. feel like it was my home for a time. But you mentioned Georgia. Actually, that is one of my favourite places as well. Yeah, that's a really cool place too. Mm. So my answer is New York, but Georgia is a good guess.
3: <sighs>
0: so Beth, hmm. I think this is a bit tricky. Um, I know the kind of places that Beth wants to go And hasn't been. I think I'm right in saying that Wales is on the list. Dorset is on the list. I'm sort of thinking along those lines for your favourite places that you have been to.
3: Mm, What about Winchester?
0: Yeah. Mm. I think because you spent uh, three years in Winchester, I think. So I'm going to go Winchester.
3: I think
2: that she always wanted to go to Greece. That's been one of the countries she's always wanted to go to. We went to Corfu. She's going to pick Corfu. Yeah. But then you said Winchester. Yep. and I'm like, oh, that was a big part of her. Yeah. That's the
3: difficulty yeah. with yeah. choosing between like places in the UK and places abroad because they're just so different. Um, Put us
0: out our trying. misery. Go on.
1: None of you are right.
2: Oh, oh wow. what?
1: Awkward. My favourite place is actually Prague in the
2: Czech Republic.
3: Oh, I oh. was going to... I knew you'd been on a holiday there. Oh. <laughs> so,
1: my... um. <laughs> my dad's brother my uncle lives in prague and we've been out a few times we um, see seen as family and i went out there on my and my 80th birthday and john and i went as a wedding gift there and... what you were
0: the wedding gift you went up <laughs> in a parcel yeah <laughs>
1: Um <laughs> uh, it was our wedding gift from my uncle to for us to spend some time there and that was our first holiday abroad. Um I want to take all my friends because it's just a beautiful place to experience. So those places you mentioned I do absolutely love and they they do have a special place in my heart, but yeah. But you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but no.
2: <laughs>
3: cool. Cool.
0: Yes, so the next question is what's your favourite smell?
2: That's going to be really hard. I feel like this can be really quick fire. That's because yeah. I was a bit of a kid, I am like, hm,
1: fart. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Lucy, let's go with you first. I want to say Lucy's made, is it maybe a floral smell? Maybe like lavender or roses? Ooh. Roses? Or I was going to say fresh
2: bread. Oh, that is a great smell. because uh, she loves bacon.
3: Baking, not bacon. Oh, were you thinking of scent or smell? <laughs> sounded like you said bacon. Very much don't like bacon.
0: <laughs> I am certain that lavender is not her favourite smell.
1: Maybe we've had that conversation. Maybe that was why that was in my
0: head. <laughs> oh, I'm, I meant least favourite.
3: <laughs> she either loves it or hates <laughs> it, so I'm going to get it for her birthday.
0: <laughs> um, so, Lucy's favourite smell, and I'm fairly confident on this.
3: Have you seen my answers?
0: is the Lenore fabric softener that is living under the sink. And I know this because every time we do laundry and she opens up the washing machine door, she always goes, oh, it smells so nice. As if it's the first time anyone's ever smelled the smell. And then sometimes um, she'll go past the um, clothes horse where all the clothes are hanging up drying. And she goes, oh, it smells so
3: nice. Okay, first off. I do love that fabric softener, but that's not my favourite smell because well, I'm you not. You say an next is a lie. Household laundry. John, quickly guess before this. Uh, so- I've said what I think. Bread. Okay, Lucy,
1: what's
2: your so
1: answer? We've got bread,
3: lavender, and fabric softener. No, I
1: said floral. Oh, <laughs> lavender. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, I hate lavender. <laughs> not a big fan of the smell of roses either, even though I like roses as a flower. What I've put is rain on tarmac
0: okay yeah like fresh rain yeah like you know
3: oh, it just like starts when open raining in the window and you're like yeah when it's just started raining on the pavement okay
2: okay okay, okay.
3: do you know what i mean that's a bit, it's yeah, a bit niche yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think it's nice i like it
1: john john loves the Red. rhubarb the cleaner from um, method yeah <laughs> method but i like the smell of rhubarb he also he doesn't mind like the smell of petrol or fire or mm. so Oh, we know he
0: likes the smell of fire. (laughs) Oh, no, come on.
1: Burning
3: grass, specifically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think?
3: Mm, I think it's something foodie, like maybe bread, but then he wouldn't have said mine was bread if his was bread, I think.
0: I'm going to say coffee. (laughs)
2: Oh,
3: fair point, yeah.
1: I do feel like he does like coffee and bacon and all that type
3: of smell. Mm. I think coffee's a good shower. John, what was your answer?
2: Coffee in the morning. Smell ah. of freshly brewed coffee in the morning. Not the evening. Uh, the saying about the morning. You know when you yeah, sort of I, no, walk into a coffee shop yeah. in the morning you're like, oh. and <laughs> like we're not open yet, we just stop coming in
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah, <and> I'm
2: like <laughs> up against the glass, like nose pressed like <laughs> I'm <the> <laughs> yeah. At least once. <laughs> <laughs> I just love <like> the smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's me. Okay, Beth. Hmm.
0: Mm.
3: I reckon, like, a Lush shop. Just the whole shop. But maybe maybe it's a specific product. I don't know.
0: I'm going to say vanilla, but I don't think that's right. But I can't quite work it out. What, what's your
2: answer? I'm changing what
1: I think. <laughs>
2: Quickly, come on. I'm going to go out, Don't brush me. Uh, I was going to say lust Shop. Uh, but recently, she's saying how strong it is. But recently, I think it's something to do with White Company. Um, uh... There's this... Uh, what's it? Seychelles like diffuser thing they usually have when you walk past the shop. That kind of smell. That's what I was gonna go for. Okay. Beth, what's the answer?
1: Well, I interpreted it wrong. I thought you meant smell like candle scents. So I first wrote. Oh, like
0: a flavour.
1: Yeah. So I first wrote this like Tahitian vanilla that I'd got. But <gasps> my favourite. So any candles, I will go for vanilla. But yeah. my favourite smell. Is the bakery section of a supermarket? I go oh, past and sniff oh, that is the bread, really don't true.
2: I, don't. That is true.
0: Do you know that's the why they do that? That's one of the main reasons they have a bakery in a supermarket, so that you smell it when you go in and you're like, oh, food. And then you buy everything in the shop.
2: So what's mine? Um, I was going to say um, coffee as well. I was going to
1: say
3: coffee. Petrol.
2: Coffee oil. Oh, yeah.
3: Stashed fuel. Like an oil spill.
2: Or t- tar on the n- new tar for road. A rose. is it tar?
0: Coffee's a good shout, but the answer I put is petrol. And within that category, I would put tarmac, freshly air tarmac. Because I do love
2: it's, the smell of that. Yeah, yeah I it's not something about put. it.
0: I wonder what it is.
1: Question four is: What is your earliest childhood memory? Joe,
0: I think, you told
3: me this the other night.
0: Yeah, because this was my question. Because I thought this question up. And I oh, thought, yeah, that's did. a banging question. Well,
3: I obviously thought the same thing as that. That's a really yeah. great question. And you told me yours, and now I've completely forgotten it. Probably I don't. It while you were telling me. Is it
2: something like riding your bike for the first time or something no, like that? No, it's
3: not that, it's not that like, normal. It's really uh, weird. It's not weird? It's a really weird one.
0: Okay, here's my earliest childhood memory. It was the day before my third birthday. Oh, there
3: we go. That was it. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> And I remember being on a shopping street in Portsmouth where I lived. Completely ordinary. We were just walking around the corner. And I just remember thinking, tomorrow is my third birthday. <laughs> That's amazing. And here ends the memory.
2: That is hilarious. That's such an old man memory, but it's like, you're two
0: going three. But I mean, exactly, I was two going on three. It was my birthday. It was a huge event. And I was like,
1: oh my God.
3: <laughs> What did you do for your third birthday? Can't remember. (laughs) The excitement was that much that you can't remember the actual event. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Right, all right, let's guess yours then.
3: Okay, I've told you mine recently. Oh, I can't remember it. (laughs) It's hard, isn't it, to remember other people's memories.
0: I think it involves being outside your childhood home on Mm. some kind of um, bike and you were doing some kind of survey of number plates in case the police found it (sighs) useful like you were keeping some sort of database of cars that went by the house.
3: Okay, that I did do, but it's not my (laughs) earliest memory. I used to cycle around. I think I did
0: this too. I sort of kept like a spreadsheet of like car number plates and like in the back of your head you're like, if there's a murder in the street later in the week, this is going to be very useful. Well,
3: exactly. I used to have a little, I had a little go-kart, a little pedal one. And I'd pedal around the car park that was near our house and I'd be writing down all the registration plates in my little notepad. Just in case. Anyway, that's not my earliest memory. My earliest memory, it was some sort of like Halloween-y day out with my family. And I was wearing this like orange and green dress. And I'm certain it was Halloween themed. But my parents cannot remember for the life of them what I'm talking about. Okay, Beth,
0: I think. Now you've posted videos on your Instagram before. (laughs) of you and your sister when you were like 2, um, you're you you're like caught completely unawares and you're just pulling funny faces. That's what I reckon your
2: memory is.
3: Okay. I don't know if she remembers that though, whether she just found it on a video.
2: Yeah, that's that's what you say though, didn't you? You say you don't know if you remember it from yeah. the video or if it's a... Yeah. And I, have a lot of,
3: yeah. I reckon um, it's something to do with your sister.
2: I think it's when you went to Blue Water and your sister went missing. <laughs> and then have you
1: said yours, Lucy?
3: I just said so interested with your sister.
1: Well i I really struggle with this one because as John said, I always say I don't know. I have a lot of film of me as a child and we've seen a lot of them, so I never know if I if it's a memory or if it's something I've seen. Hmm. The things I can think of, I thought of a couple of things. One of them was my sister going missing at Blue Water. But I also have very early memories of just like riding my bike outside the front of our house. We used mm. to play Garro, we used to play we had a playhouse. Um the fence that was it was not backed on. Our garden backed on to my Nan, so my mum's mum's garden and my step grandad Roger cut a hole in the fence and made a door so that we Aww. could a little, a little square door that we could go through. A cat flap. Because basically they got too we got too big to be hoisted over the fence and <laughs> my step granddad almost dropped me once when I was coming over, so he built a flap.
3: That's, That's cute.
0: Now John, you're incredibly old, so
1: Yeah
3: I was gonna say maybe priming lips. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well, well.
0: Doodle bugs, gas masks.
1: <laughs> maybe, you know, chilling with Henry the
3: <laughs> No Beth, don't be silly. Come you on. Got
2: it. No, you got it right. It's Charles the first, but you got it right. <laughs> I'm say... You picked the
0: fig leaf for Adam and Eve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's not>. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to say, the first of your earliest memories are probably of you in Sheringham.
3: Mm, I was going to say Norfolk, but I wasn't sure how long you've been going there for. I mean, did you go there in the 1800s? Was that Had the same? it even been invented then? <laughs> <laughs> in it's taken a long time to walk. it been
0: invented
2: they? by then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I no. I can't better either of his memories. So
2: uh, the actual earliest memory I have is of my grandma down here, her mother, so we used to call her little grandma, because she was only about like four foot something. I think I was only about two. It was probably about the same sort of age as Joe's memory, um, but I just remember her giving me a Thomas the Tank Engine book at the gate of I like my this story. grandma's house. That was in uh, 1874.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that everyone? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, question five. Where do you consider home to be?
0: Okay, guess me.
3: I think that's quite... Oh, right. mm. I don't know whether you're ready to part with Portsmouth being your home okay. yet yeah. and consider Faversham your home.
1: I was going to say the same thing. I'd...
0: That is yeah. my answer. I think that's partly to do with your where your parents are in a funny sort of way.
3: Yeah, Um, you can say that. Beth? Born and bred sitting born. Yeah. No?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say sitting born. Well,
1: I actually
2: didn't say any of them. Oh! Oh,
1: I've said wherever you are. Oh!
2: That's disgusting! Uh, I mean, that's really (laughs) (laughs) nice. Mama, dad are kissing!
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what, oh, just no. before you said that, I knew you were going to say that. Sorry
1: oh. if that's squishy
0: and yucky. I it got it is,
2: but it's still nice. <laughs> that is actually really sweet, babe. that's... <laughs> and to
1: prove on my notes, it says where Joey, where Jay oh, is. Where <laughs> <laughs> oh, where Joe is!
2: Leaving that in there. Oh,
1: that's even
2: more <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> Oh. Ah. <laughs> oh, just, it was uh, just an autocorrect. So just uh, oh. Oh. where
1: John is. Sorry. Look, it says in there where John is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now you changed it. We all just watched you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, proper like, Hurryon. Let's Lay move him. swiftly on. John. Hi. <laughs> Chatham. Yeah. Chatham. No, because he's he there and sitting born, Like it's all right, but
3: it's not like he wants to live there forever. He'd be like, "I'm from Chatham. That's where my home is." But I'm ready to no, move on to new pastures.
1: Sh- I think he's going to say Sheringham, because he's
3: never technically lived there. Yeah. He always
1: considers that to be like kind the of the family, of the family who he is, oh, and okay. family and yeah. careful. Yeah.
0: I think and the I, answer and I think is. We've had a t- go on,
1: Beth. No, I was just going to say like it's part of his core.
0: Yeah, I would have said Chatham, but it didn't quite feel comfortable to me as my answer so i'm gonna go with beth even though i wouldn't have picked that myself
2: well you you did well going with beth because my home even though i've never lived there it is norfolk so you were slightly wrong but we'll let you have it because well because i was gonna say norfolk i put norfolk not sharing but it's basically the same so it's well.
3: <laughs> basically the same small town county whatever <laughs> the uk
2: so small town, yeah.
3: england yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: In the world, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I never, even though I was born and bred in Chatham, having family in Norfolk was always quite a big thing. Like Christmases, like going up there or whatever, it was almost like going home in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so it was nice. always yeah. quite, a, and it's it was very weird. So my grandparents had just moved from Sheringham to be with my aunties, a little bit more inland from the sea. And uh, when they left Sheringham, that was like almost me moving out. Mm. it was really difficult for me mm. um, so yeah
1: Lucy I'm going to say I'm going to say Canterbury
2: um, I'm going to say Cardiff
0: I'm going to say Canterbury because your parents are there and you've lived there for a decent chunk of your life but I'm torn between that and Salisbury funnily enough where you used to live Oh. and probably the answer is neither of those and I'm going to look like <laughs> an idiot
3: Um, Well, you're all wrong. And now you're going (laughs) to laugh because I said the same as Beth. (laughs) (gasps) About Joe, not John. really really (laughs) cute. Wherever John is, I will lay my hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! (laughs) And I've only known him a year. (laughs) I feel like I've got a bit of a complex about where I come from because I've never lived where I was born. I don't live where I grew up. And then where I... Spent my teenage years, yeah, lived in Wales for four years, loved it, mm. and I am Welsh by blood, so <laughs> that's, like, another part of it. So, and then obviously Faversham, I love it, but we have only just moved here, so, like, I don't know if I can call it home yet, so I, I thought the best answer is just wherever Joe is, and then wherever we move is where I will consider my home to be.
0: So, here's question six. What would you like to have achieved before you die? That's difficult. John. I'm going to say for John, he would like to have learnt Korean. Well, your face tells me that I was wrong because <laughs> you were surprised to hear it.
3: I was. <laughs> Korean, good Surprised get it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's something spiritual.
0: Something to do with his faith.
3: Yeah, but there's no. so many things it could be.
1: I agree with you, Lucy and, and Joe. I think... Um, it'd probably be something. I immediately went to something spiritual. Like he definitely would like to have said he that he fulfilled the calling that God placed upon his life. I don't. He's not a man of glory. He's not someone who's like I want people to. I want people mm. to remember my name and know that I was this great Christian man in the sense of like glory. But I think he would want to have achieved his calling upon, like, fulfilled the things he felt God called on his life. But then he would also like to be remembered for being a good Christian person. I think, and for. For
3: leading the way but then i think as well as family like he also wants to achieve you know family life
2: and mm-hmm. things like that oh there's just so much to do john what i'm do you, a busy boy what do you do, right, darling? i wrote pretty much exactly what beth said
3: all of the above
2: all of the above <laughs> because yeah i i want to be able to I, yeah like i don't want to be remembered I, I don't want my name to be remembered but i want the the legacy of god to be continued if that mm-hmm. makes
3: sense.
2: Yeah of course. Um, but also through that I'd love the family side of things to keep going. I'd love to you know I want to be able to you know, yeah, if we have kids, empower them in in the way and set them off on a good path and stuff and yeah, so well done guys. Oh,
1: yay.
0: Well not me.
1: Lucy. Korean
0: <laughs> But I thought I'm not gonna go straight in with that.
1: What does Lucy want to have achieved? <laughs> uh, on, My immediate thought was that I think you would like to have achieved like action and change. Mm. Like, no, I feel like you would want to have, before you die, have made an impact in someone's life where you've changed something for them and you've been able to be like an agent for change in this
2: mm. world. Yeah, I was going to say the same sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that I think Lucy would like to be involved in politics in some way and to see some sort of justice in her lifetime and sort of have made good on that ambition and to make a difference in people's lives.
3: Fair enough. So what I put, I know this is big picture thinking, but I put end homelessness. Mm. And in that I include refugee displacement as well. Wow. Obviously that's massive and... I can't possibly see a way around it, but that would be my ultimate goal in life. And whatever I can do to get us a little bit closer to achieving that, I'll do it. Whether it's through politics or whatever I've got to do, that is my goal. I love
1: that. Set the world on fire.
3: Mm. Do
0: it. Boom. Well, I feel like I pitched it wrong when I guessed Korean for John man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> um, no, that's a really good answer.
2: Mm. joe i think joe would be along the same sort of lines as lucy yeah because i think because um, we know your heart so i was i was going to say something similar along those sort of lines
3: i have no yeah. idea but i'd like to
1: know <laughs> i put um i think you before you die you'd like to be able to be an advocate and champion for people in our world and society and community that have not been given that voice and you then want to be able to create tools to empower them to be able to have voices Well, I've,
0: I've gone in a bit too light on my answer I think
1: <laughs> Is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so what I put is <laughs> maybe a bit different to that but let me explain, hear me out So I basically put that I want to do a lot more Travelling Travelling oh, and see obviously. the world but let me explain because I think that uh, maybe sounds a bit um, kind of hollow and self-focused but I find whenever I've been to a different country and a different culture and met people from that culture, it's really opened my mind so much more. Um, mm-hmm. I think you get impressions of places and you realise that those impressions really match up to the reality. I'd love to see a more equal world, so travelling is maybe a physical manifestation of that, but yeah, Yeah. certainly what you said is something that I do think and would like to see. Beth, I think yours is to do with understanding the Bible better. I think you would like to read it through in its entirety lots of times and just understand it better and spend time in it.
3: I think you'll want to put something into practice as well, something justice-y but I don't know what, there's so much that needs fixing.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I can see you wanting to leave a legacy of kind of, you have a big problem with loneliness. And I was going to say
0: loneliness.
2: So like Beth's heart, when she sees someone that's alone, um, I see Beth's heart break. Um, so I was going to, along the same, again, same sort of lines, so sort of like the biblical side of things, I think she would want to understand God's voice through it.
1: I just wrote one word, I wrote legacy. I'd love to leave a legacy in our own personal family. So I will. I would love for that, some, that our children and their children and their children pass on a sense of always wanting to use the word to challenge the world. So I would always want our children and their children and their children to if there are things that are still you know there are things in the world that are not right or there are still injustices that they always see and use the words to challenge that and to know that if they have a heart for God and for the word of God that they cannot be comfortable with the things of the world that are wrong. A goal before I die is to read the whole Bible <laughs> back to front so Joe, you did definitely get that in one aspect mm-hmm. um, for sure that would be something I'd love to do it ties nicely with our next one so what is your favourite bible story but I think we're also doing verses or things like that so I'm going to go straight to Lucy I Mm. think Lucy this is so hard there is so many things we can choose from for these I
2: think that Lucy likes bible verses that almost open up something and makes it more real. So like I remember a conversation when we were talking about like the Lord's Prayer and like Lucy was like what I like about this ver, this particular translation this particular verse is it says this and she almost opens up a whole so I think she'll like something where it's a bit more transformational so like um, something in Romans for example potentially where it's like oh this is how how life should be because you look at stuff in such an open way does that make sense? Yeah, So like, you know, do not conform to the patterns of the world. Like you would look at that and you'd think of the big picture when a lot of us would just think, OK, let's just not conform to what that person's doing. You're thinking of the big picture. So I think you like stuff like that. I was just yeah. going to
1: say the Bible boasts about not conforming to the patterns of the world because Lucy exemplifies that, you know, mm. with her... Vegetarian and for you know championing for sustainability and for injustice and for people, yeah, that's what mm. I would say.
0: I think hers is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Mm. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. I think. Um, we often take that out of context, but I think Lucy understands a lot of that context and it's been a helpful verse to her.
3: Um, yeah, I do love the Jeremiah verse. Um, I'm aware of its contextual origins and I know people do take it out of context and other people get annoyed when I take it out of context. But I think as a general statement, it's really helpful. And another helpful one I have is Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Cause like you said, John, I really like the, like big picture things, mm-hmm. and I just find it so helpful in like, when you're trying to change the world, and you want to do something so big, like end homelessness, you just can't do it yourself. And mm. and I just think if you can lean on these verses and you can like get strength from them. Because you know what you need to achieve, you just can't do it on your own. But originally, what I actually wrote down was the story of Jonah. I know that's a bit cliche, but I'm not a massive theologian. I don't know a lot of the Bible, to be honest. <laughs> I know all the highlights. So, Jonah is one of my favourites. Because again, it's about like trusting where you're meant to be, going where you're shown, and actually the, the reward of doing that is more than you could do on your own so yeah i guess jonah and these two verses just i find really helpful
1: i love that john uh john too loves the book of jonah and sorry jonah he absolutely loves jonah john also loves ephesians 3 20 um when it speaks about god being able to do immeasurably more because i know he attests to how um we often try to do things of our power we try to understand god in our understanding and that's wrong because we have a God who is able to do more than we can imagine. so what would you say for John?
0: Yeah, I think actually the verse that you have just mentioned is one that I've heard John talk about before. So I'm going to go along the same lines.
2: It's difficult in it with Bible verses because you, I think you have a favourite Bible verse or you have a Bible verse that's like it stands out for you at certain periods in your seasons of life yeah. that you're in. Mm. Um, so like yeah you're, you know why you're right with the um, Ephesians 3.20 because you're that's uh, the last sort of year or so that's really been for me with my self-doubt and stuff like you know God is able to do immeasurably more than I can ever imagine so there's me imagining I can't do it well God knows that we can because he can you know he's so much bigger than what we are um, yeah Book of Jonah is like Lucy said I, I can relate to Jonah a lot um, for those that are listening, that maybe don't really know the Book of Jonah, it's about a man who was called by God to do something, but he ran away from it. Uh, was a bit scared to go and do what he was doing, I guess, and was a felt a bit out of his depth. He ran the complete wrong way, and through that he found himself because he got may have to throw himself in the sea. It's a big old story. Go read it. Uh, but
1: uh, we'll tune in for another episode. Tune in
2: for an episode soon.
0: Yeah, we're planning um, to talk about it in a episode soon aren't we
2: And uh, so yeah, I can relate to him a lot but the Bible verse yeah. that means a lot to me um, and those that know me I've got a tattoo um, on my arm which oh. means that God is greater than the highs and lows so I would say this is my favourite Bible verse I think because whenever I feel anxious, whenever my self doubt gets in massively or whenever I just feel like I'm just not worthy um, I always go back to Romans 8 and um to like the back end, so like 38, 39, verses 38, 39. And it says this, None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our Master, has embraced us. So that, that's my kind of favourite verse, I think. It's very powerful
3: I was thinking about your tattoo but I didn't know the the biblical context that it came from mm. no it's good okay Beth
2: I know her favorite psalm which is 139 verse I, I think book wise she likes Esther
3: I was gonna say it's a woman
2: yeah she loves That's Esther I was well comment but is it Esther 4 something Esther 414 I want to say but I could be completely wrong where it's like um perhaps this is the reason for which you've been created or the purpose mm. for which you've been created. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's where I wanted to go as well.
1: So yeah, some hundred thirty nine has been a back, like it's pretty a underlying one, but it's a lot of people's favourites, and I do love the Book of Esther. I love the story of going against things and being and standing out and being different. And I love the verse about perhaps this is the moment for which you've been created, because I do feel like we have those moments. But that's not what I wrote down. Oh. Um. I actually wrote down a particular part of Jesus' life. I actually wrote down the moment in which Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. I think as I've got older, and I mentioned this briefly when we did the Easter episode and that particular episode when we talked about the Garden of Gethsemane, as I've got older I've I continually become more aware of the magnitude of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ Mm. and i think sometimes we because it's a story that is so well known having read the garden of gethsemane and having ha- spent more time looking at these story, particularly when we did it in depth the moment in the garden of gethsemane when he's crying out to god and he's asking for his cup to be taken and for you know he's having this really raw human moment I'm, I'm just captivated by that. I'm captivated by a man who just wanted to have this taken away from him, but again chose not to.
0: That was nice, Beth. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Does anyone have a guess for
2: me? Uh... Again, I can see something for you. Where you're like, like Lucy, where you look at the bigger picture or something.
1: Uh, when well, I thought for you, like question for you, I am just drawn to. Maybe the story of Peter walking on the water or something to do with Jesus and the life of the disciples. I feel like you would be quite connected to and captivated by these men who had ordinary lives and who were transformed and then began the early church.
3: Lucy? I feel like you've got one that you hang on to a lot, but I can't think what it is right now.
1: It's always the way, isn't it?
3: Mm, I don't know. I can't remember.
0: Well, thank you for your preparation. I actually i am denied about it a bit and... I put down Micah 6, eight at one point, Ooh, which is about justice.
3: justice.
0: Do it. I think that's a good reminder mm. of how of how God sees justice. Um, I also thought about the communities of early Christians that we find in Acts, because I think they're a, a really, nice is the wrong word, but nice example of what a church should be now just as much as then, about people just sharing together and sharing the ups and downs of life together I always find that quite inspiring but I settled on actually several parts of the bible I I put down the parables of Jesus and like you said earlier John it it can depend what period of your life you're in as to what stands out and resonates the most but I put those because I think that there's so much meaning in them and this quite a lot of layers in there and i think sometimes jesus is trying to get quite a simple meaning across to us but there's a lot of depth there as well and i like the way he's using stories to try and illustrate a point plus yeah. plus each parable has a really special meaning to it um, especially the lost coin and the lost sheep and about how he'll never give up on us even when we lose our way
3: love that yeah got three more (laughs) light-hearted questions to end on that'd be more of a quick fire thing (laughs) so each couple is going to guess the other couple's answer
0: yes Hmm? so question one is who is more outgoing we need to confer on this who is more outgoing out of john and beth i'm saying john
3: oh i was gonna say beth
2: Oh,
0: interesting. Because I think Split. it, de- I think it depends on the context. The situation.
3: I feel like social situations. John gets a bit anxious, maybe with new people and stuff. So mm-hmm. Beth is more comfortable there. But maybe with like trying new things, maybe puts Beth out of her comfort zone. I don't know.
0: John can be very loud and outgoing in a really good way. So you would when he's comfortable. Yeah. So sometimes it's John. Me, Beth. So
3: what's yours for us?
1: One, two, three. Joe. Joe.
3: Yeah, we haven't conferred our answer yet, have we? No, what do you think? I'll put you.
0: Um, question nine. Who is more adventurous in the kitchen? John. John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's absolutely right. Okay, Ooh, so... Who, what are we saying for them? We reckon Joe.
3: Yeah, probably. The Final last question. question.
0: We finally got to the last question. Who makes up after arguments? I think. You, what did you put? John makes up after arguments. Yeah,
3: that's just my hunch.
2: That's a good
3: hunch. What's the answer? you agreeing? Mm, I don't know. I think it depends on like who started the argument and who's actually at fault. <laughs> but then that's a whole other ball game.
1: Ready, one,
3: yeah. two, three. Me. Oh, that's awkward. good.
2: Right, what do we think with Joe and
3: Lucy?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think I agree. However, I was going to say both. I think they both have, like, I think it depends
1: on the situation for you. I said Joe originally, but I think it will depend on the situation for you.
3: Mm. Well, it is fully 100% Joe. (laughs) So he told you. We are very similar, John.
2: What a lovely way to end the
3: podcast.
1: It's been really fun to do this and get to know like each
3: other a little bit better, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I feel like I've learned um. a lot.
0: Series 2 is going to be about learning a bit more about some of the stories of the Bible that we think we know quite well. Oh. So I think we've planned nine more episodes for this season and they're all about the stories that we maybe have some knowledge of even if it's just knowing the title of it or we've done school assemblies about it or we've done Sunday school about it stories that we think we know but we're going to go back to basics and read them through and see how well we actually know them what are some of the ones that we've got planned?
3: we're starting Um, with Noah Noah's Ark Daniel and the Lions Den? Yep. Joseph, Joseph. And his Technicolor Dream Coat. Co- dream Coat. Yep. So all the kind of Sunday School classics.
1: And we so, also then we're going to look at some of the parables, aren't we?
0: Listeners should know that just edited out us bickering over how many episodes we've actually planned. It could be nine. <laughs> it could be ten. Are we including this one? Are we not? How many stories we're we doing? You just don't know. The way to know is to listen to them all. Yes.
1: Well, it's going to be exciting because we're going to get to know these stories can mean a lot to different things so like joe Lucy mentioned how jonah was a favorite and i've got a connection to our joseph and his main teller color dream Co. and joe might have a story with one of theirs so i feel like we're going to get to know each other a lot better in all these other stories and what they mean to us and connect them back to our childhood so we felt like this is, was a nice introduction to getting to know um us a bit better and hopefully you've enjoyed this episode And we can't wait to get to know the Bible a bit more. Um, One thing
0: we would like to do is to know who is listening to us. So if you have listened to this episode, drop us a line, whether that is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, by email... We don't have an email address, so if you managed to get in touch with us, very well done. Um, <laughs> but how have you done? Carrie pigeon. Um, oh. Beth's nearly given out their address about six times in the recording of this <laughs> episode, so pop round. Um, <laughs> But give us your name and where you're listening and we'll shout you out in the next few episodes. That'd be really cool.
1: And you're even more likely to get a shout-out if you give us a five-star review on Podbean or Spotify or Apple Podcast. And you're
0: guaranteed a shout-out if you send some money.
1: (laughs) 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 We take payment in Ben and Jerry's ice cream.
3: (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you tune in again to the rest of the series. Bye. Bye!
0: Bye! See ya.
2: So yeah, i